Welcome to the DJE Podcast, where you will learn about real estate investing from real life examples. Here's your host, Devin Elder. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Today, we've got Kurt Power joining us from Quest IRA, which is a self-directed IRA company, which means if you have an account with Quest, you can invest retirement funds into certain real estate projects like multifamily syndications. This can be a really powerful tool because what we talk about on the podcast here is that a lot of people don't realize they have this pool of capital to invest in multifamily projects. And so we dive into the ins and outs, talk all about that. We talk about Kurt's journey in uh, real estate and, and how he ended up uh, coming to Quest, what the, what the self-directed IRA is, how to use it, some important legislation changes that are proposed right now that could impact IRAs. We spend a fair bit of time diving into that. So very educational episode focused on this uh, incredibly powerful tool of the self-directed IRA. So we're going to dive into that. If you would like to be on the DJE investor list and see our upcoming projects and you're not already in our portal and seeing those, you can go to djetexas.com to get signed up. And secondly, if you are looking for a coach, mentor, and peer group to accelerate your apartment investing business, you want to go out and do bigger deals and push the fast forward button, check us out at apartmenteducators.com. That's a company I founded, uh, co-founded with my business partner. And we put together a great educational series there that's available for free at apartmenteducators.com. You can check that out. All right. Without any further ado, let's jump into the episode here with Kurt from Quest IRA. Here we go. Kurt, welcome. Thanks for jumping on the podcast today. How are you? I'm doing well, Devin. Good to see you. How's things going over in San Antonio? Going good. Staying busy. You know, we're recording this kind of end of year. I think we're we're kind of missing the window to actually close deals in 2021 now. So like we're looking at stuff and have stuff in escrow that'll push to Q1. 2022, but it's uh, it's an exciting market. Lots going on in San Antonio, so it's good. Awesome. Yeah, I've got a lot of friends over there in the industry, especially in New Braunfels area and uh, up in the Hill Country, Pipe Creek, that speak uh, very, very glowingly about the market. So that's good to hear. Yeah, it's been interesting. New Braunfels is, is, is its own animal, that's for sure. Um, yeah. Really incredible. I was talking with somebody in, last night that's in Seguin, and even Seguin, which is a little bit east, you still kind of have that Austin San Antonio connection, yep. all the surrounding areas, and then bleeding out to Hill Country. It's pretty incredible, um, but it's all good stuff for for real estate. So it's a good like time it. to be in it, man. Yeah, that's right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna jump in and talk to, uh, talk about IRA stuff today. You know, probably 25 percent of our investors and in projects are using a self directed IRA. We see the light bulb go off a lot for people that realize, oh, hey, I don't have much investable capital in my checking account, but I've got a couple hundred grand in this IRA that they didn't even realize they could use. So I wanted to just jump on in on that, learn about your company, learn about how, how people are using IRAs, do's and don'ts, and just kind of have this piece of content be an educational point of reference that maybe we can point folks to that are um, not currently using an IRA. And look, you guys, I know you guys have that conversation all day, every day. Um, how about a little bit about, about your background for folks that haven't met you or haven't, haven't engaged with quest. Uh, how, how do you end up in this, uh, in the space? Yeah, almost by chance. So, um, 
I'm a self-confessed uh, meathead. I like to lift weights. I was a power lifter and strongman competitor in college. Yeah, uh, my brother and I owned our own gym, and then when I graduated with a a uh, bachelor's degree, I started my career in the fitness industry as a personal trainer and worked my way up into management. But what I learned as a trainer was essentially that you're you're building a business, even though I worked for one of the largest privately owned corporate gyms in the world. You you had to operate as though you were your own independent business owner and build your business. So um, having a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit and learning how to build up my business quickly is really what led me to real estate. And uh, it was actually one of my clients at the gym that got me in with a company in Kansas City where I lived for 11 years that uh, was just gobbling up companies all over the country. And one of the companies that they bought was the REI Expo out of Dallas. And they brought me on to work on their events team. And that was my entry to real estate was more on the event side. But uh, once I got into it, I fell in love with it. I was, I was hooked immediately. Um, and I kind of took that and we built from REI Expo, we built a company called Think Realty, which is now the world's largest media platform for real estate investors. And after that, man, I was just, I, what more could I do? So I moved to Houston in 2019 to be the vice president of investor relations with Pinnacle Storage Properties, which is a self-storage syndicator here in Houston that had uh, properties all over the United States. They recently sold their portfolio, but that was where I really got a lot of exposure to self-directed IRAs because as the VP of investor relations, one of my main roles was raising money. So about 20 to 30% of our investors were using IRAs to invest. And that got me asking a lot of questions of, well, why would they do that? Why wouldn't they just use their own funds? You know, just kind of like basic questions. Then once you start peeling back the onion, it was like, oh, this is a no brainer to passively invest inside of what I now know is a tax exempt entity. So that brought me to Quest. I kind of felt with the pandemic and using my parents as a case study of where the market was going with early retirement, et cetera. I felt IRAs were going to be one of the big explosions in real estate in the next decade. And uh, that's what drove me to Quest Trust Company, who also was a client of mine in the past. And now I'm on the other side of it, and just having a blast, just having a blast educating people. You kind of alluded to it, this kind of aha moment when people have of, well, I don't have $50,000. I don't have $100,000 to invest in your deal. You have an old 401k? You have an IRA? Yeah, yeah. It's doing nothing in the stock market, or I've got some mutual funds. Cool. You can transfer that or roll that over to an IRA at Quest, and now you can go invest in that deal. So... That, those are fun discussions that we get to have every day of that, you know, you, you see people light up when they think that they don't have funds and they realize, oh God, I've got more than that and then some. 100%. Yeah, there's kind of a process uh, that I've seen happen to me early on of of being turned on to real estate some somehow, some way, an event or, or a mentor, whatever the case is, and then realizing you want to do it and, and then kind of starting to look around for, for money and um, you start to realize there's some pockets there. Maybe you could sell some stuff and get some capital, but that retirement account is, is like people don't even, um, people aren't even cognizant of it. A lot of the times it's like a separate thing that they, they forgot about. So it's, it's neat to see folks kind of light up and realize that, oh, Hey, they can participate in this project. Um, they've already done some of the work. They've already squirreled away some money and now they're just going to kind of repurpose it and put it, uh, put it to work. So I know you guys have that conversation a lot. How about a little bit about Quest? Because, I mean, we've been working with you guys for years and years. Um, and it's interesting to hear you say 20 to 30% of the investors on your 
on the self-storage stuff was IRA because that tracks about to what we see in our in our multifamily syndications and other projects. Right. Um, you know, what what do you guys look like today as a company in terms of, I guess, would you measure it uh, as assets under management or how do you guys like to look at that? So we kind of look at it from a, a few different standpoints. So uh, with Quest, you know, we have number one, we're the largest self-directed IRA custodian in the state of Texas. And we're the, the fastest growing in the United States. And we have about 23,000 clients across the U.S. So even though we're headquartered in Houston, we have offices in Dallas and Austin, you know, we're a Texas-born company. We can service clients anywhere in the United States. Right. Uh, we presently have just over $2 billion worth of assets under administration. We have a staff of about 135 employees. About 35% of our employees hold the designation of a CISP, Certified IRA Services Professional. Uh, basically means we've taken a lot of exams because we get paid to read tax code and, you know, we're in good standing with the banking divisions. Um, so, yeah, we, we're, we're growing exponentially. And that's what's exciting is that we're, we're a firm, well-established company, been in business for 18 years, and there's nothing but big things in front of us. I mean, we see huge opportunities to not only continue what we've been doing, but also add to that so we can constantly be in front of the of the game to gain more clients, gain more business. So it's been very, very fun. So yeah, we're we're definitely a huge player in the IRA world. Yeah, outstanding. Let's if you would if you wouldn't mind walking somebody through um what does the process look like opening an account at Quest? It's it's you've got an existing retirement account. You want you're learning about real estate, you want to deploy some capital into somebody's deal. Now what? I you know, call you guys. What happens? Yeah. So myself and the other IRA specialists, I mean, that's our main responsibility is we help the client who's calling to want to open an account, make things number one, very, very easy, very fast. But we also do a full blown 30 to 45 minute consultation so that they understand not only the quest process of opening the account, moving funds, purchasing an asset in the name of the IRA, but also very importantly, what they can and can't do from an IRS perspective. Right. We can't give tax legal or investment advice. I have to say that anytime we talk, you know, nobody at Quest can give that kind of tax legal investment structuring advice. Uh, these are self-directed accounts. So we encourage people to do their due diligence, talk to attorneys, CPAs, et cetera. But once they know that the process with Quest is one of the things that really sets us apart. You know, we're we're very renowned in the industry for the education we provide. It's free, whether you're a client or a non-client. But those processing times, many of us are investors ourselves. So we understand the value of time. And you don't want to miss out on a deal because a document wasn't filled out correctly or processed in enough time. So an account can be open as little as 24 to 48 hours. That's faster than anybody in the industry. Once that account is open, now we can work on funding it via rollover from an old 401k or another qualified retirement plan or transferring from that existing IRA, maybe to Charles Schwab or a Fidelity. They've located their own investment. We make an introduction to our A-plus team in transactions, whether that's in real estate, notes, private entities, they get a dedicated member of that team that reviews all their investment documents and funds the investment on behalf of their IRA. We fund in 24 to 48 hours as well. So the education is one component of it, but now that you have the education, you, you have an expectation of great customer service and working very fast. And we check all of those boxes for our clients. I love it. Well, thanks for the overview. And the speed is important and that's worth underscoring because a lot of these projects, the way we run ours and the way a lot of sponsors is a first come first serve basis. So you sponsor gets a deal under contract, 
they do their inspections and due diligence. Then they launch that out to their investors and say, hey, we've got this new multifamily deal. It's $3 million of equity. And it's kind of a first come first serve deal is pretty much how, how most folks do it. And there's variation on that, but it seems like the majority. So if you're in a first come first serve situation, um, you know, number one, you need to be educated as an investor. You need to be educated first. You guys right. provide a ton of educational content, spend as much time as you need to getting educated first, you know, obviously before you ever get in a deal. And, um, but once it happens, it can happen, it can happen quickly. So you don't want to be tied up for a month, getting your account open, and miss the boat on a on a project. So speed matters in these in these cases. Well, it matters to you, the sponsor, as well. And you know, coming from the other side of you know my previous experience in self storage, man, when it comes time to close and fund, it's time to close and fund because going forward, that affects the sponsor from the favorable bank terms you get, the loans you get, refinancing, sourcing your debt. So it it kind of encompasses everything. Yes, it's very important for the client. On the other side of that, if you're the sponsor. You got to close in X number of days, man. You need that money there. And if it's from an IRA, having a custodian like Quest that works very, very fast can be a lifesaver when it comes time for the sponsor to close. So at the end of the day, it's your reputation on the line with the banks, lenders, et cetera. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you got to have the money in the account and you, and you got to fund it. And um, if you're getting checks 50 or 100K at a time, like a lot of sponsors are, uh, you can't be waiting on half a million bucks to come in before you close. Right. You got to have it all. And send one wire over to title when the when the time comes. Exactly. So that speeds that speeds really important, and we've enjoyed working with you guys over the years because of that. Let's talk a little bit about um, some of the proposed legislative changes that that might have gotten some headlines, or folks that have IRAs might have got their attention. Obviously, you guys are paying attention, and I've I've had offline conversations with you and your or with your team about the impacts or potential impacts, but I'd love to just kind of get a rundown. Um, here we are late 2021 on what's, what's on the table and what impacts we could potentially see. Yeah. It's, it's important to stress that this is proposed legislation. Yes. Nothing has passed. You know, they're still having meetings ongoing about this and it was, it's, it's great. Uh, I have a lot of connections. I'm fortunate. I have a lot of connections um, politically and uh, I was able to get us on a panel with the American Association of Private Lenders, Derek Long, one of our senior IRA specialists, actually spent a day on the Hill arguing on behalf of IRA holders, arguing on Excellent. behalf of you know, people like you that raise money from IRAs. Uh, so we had an opportunity to share our side of it in a very professional manner of, hey, here's some unintended consequences that can happen if this infrastructure bill passes. Um, so if you're not privy to it, I would invite you to really perk up and listen. And if you are privy to it, I would say the same thing, perk up and listen, because very specifically, um, there's a misconception that this is only going to affect, you know, the quote unquote wealthy, nothing can be right. further from the truth. This is right. going to affect, you know, the, the quote mom and pop investors, the mom and pop syndicators. This has far reaching effects that are not being discussed. So when we talk about what's being proposed, there's some very specific uh, bills that you want to pay attention to. Uh, and I'll run through them very quickly. 138301, all this means is if your retirement account is worth more than $10 million, you cannot make a contribution to it. Well, you might be thinking, well, that's $10 million. That's not me. That's, that's the wealthy. Kurt, you just told me this only, this doesn't just affect the wealthy. Well, that affects the wealthy. Well, 
stay with me here because this is where it starts to get serious. 138302 required minimum distributions. Now, traditionally, this is for any pre-tax account when you reach the age of 72. The government steps in and says, hey, you've got a big bucket of money that hasn't been taxed yet. Every year until the year you die, you've got to take out a minimum amount. Well, if your account's over $10 million, RMDs, required minimum distributions, will apply to any account over $10 million. This includes a Roth IRA. That's very important. Here's where it gets very real, 138311. The backdoor Roth conversion will be eliminated. What's a backdoor Roth? I make too much money to contribute to a Roth IRA. So I make a non-deductible contribution to the traditional IRA and I convert it to a Roth. I pay taxes when I do the conversion, but now I've got that Roth IRA that grows tax-free. If 138311 passes, no backdoor Roth IRA for anybody. Now, for the purposes of our conversation with syndication, commercial, et cetera, 138312, if you're not a quote unquote accredited investor, you can no longer invest your retirement account in syndication. You can still Big do note, you can still do note investments, you can still buy real estate. But I would argue inside of an IRA, really any investment, commercial does have the most risk. I think we all know that. It also has the most upside. So you're taking right. an option off the table, taking away a choice for an individual who maybe I'm an expert in self-storage. Maybe I've built self-storage. I understand it or apartments, multifamily, whatever it is. Just because I don't have that specific accreditation, you're saying in this bill, I can no longer invest in your deal. I can no longer invest in an apartment deal. That's very, very important. And that's where it has far reaching impacts on the sponsor. Because if this bill passes within two years, if I'm an IRA investor in Devin and your deal in two years, I have to distribute that to myself personally. Right. Causes a bit of an equity crisis for the sponsor now. Right. And that's where those far reaching effects of Banks probably aren't going to give you those favorable loans anymore. They're probably not going to refinance the way they were previously. This is where it starts to have that ripple effect where now multiple assets, multiple components of an investment become uh, under siege. And then lastly, 138314, the quote unquote checkbook control IRA. You know, you, your IRA owns an LLC, a trust, et cetera, a solo 401k. If 138314 passes, those are out. Those are eliminated forever. So in short, guys, gals listening, make noise, you know, contact your Congress people, not just in your neighborhood, not just in your district. You can go online and write any congressman, any congresswoman across the United States and voice your opposition to this bill. So again, it's just, it's just a proposition at this point, but the more noise we make, the more noise people of influence make, then I think the less likely this bill would be to pass. So it's very, very important, has far reaching effects. So just keep your ears open and know what's going on because this infrastructure bill, if it passes, if these bills pass within that, it has some severe ramifications to those of us who like to do our investments inside that IRA. Yeah, 100%. Um, do you guys have some resources for folks in terms of form letters or, or yes. lists of people to contact, things like that? Yeah, here's a great place to go is handsoffmyira.com. I love it. From the great John Heyer, one of the great uh, IRA attorneys in the world. 
Uh, if you go to handsoffmyira.com, there are form letters there. There are ways in which you can reach your congressman or woman in your district and also people across the United States. Right. Perfect. Okay. Handsoffmyira.com. That's, that's an awesome resource and that easy to remember uh, setup there. Now, now why, you know, this sounds like kind of the, everything in the kitchen sinks in there. Um, hopefully it doesn't all pass, but is this a, is a situation of throw it against the wall and see what sticks from a, from a proposal standpoint or, or what do you, what is your sense of that? It's a, to me, and again, this is, this is Kurt Power. Don't take this as Quest Trust. I'm not speaking sure. on behalf of Quest when I say this. Uh, it's a um, response to the Peter Thiel mega Roth IRA. So late summer, late spring and during the summertime, a lot of articles are written in Wall Street, Money Watch, uh, Forbes, et cetera, about Peter Thiel. If you don't know who Peter Thiel is, he's the founder of PayPal. And back before PayPal was a publicly traded company, uh, Peter Thiel purchased shares of PayPal with his Roth IRA, about 1,600, two grand worth of shares. You look at the tax code, <clears throat> 4975, he should have never been able to do that. You can't invest your IRA in a company you own, control, manage, or are highly compensated by. Right. Long story short, I mean, Give it a Google. It's worth a read. Just Google Peter Thiel, mega Roth IRA. He grew a $1,600 to $2,000 Roth IRA to $5 billion with a B, $5 billion. So it got the attention of a senator out in Oregon that uh, basically saying, hey, Roth IRAs were meant to incentivize the middle class for retirement out to be a tax shelter for the wealthy. Well, I say kind of nuts to that because you can't say that it was built for the middle class, but as we just alluded to, then take potentially the most lucrative investment vehicle off the table to the middle class, which is using an right. IRA to invest in commercial syndication. So which is it? And I think when which they- Which is it? Yeah. If you really peel this the, the bill back, you realize there's no revenue generated from doing this and it's unintended consequences of a reaction to something that- <clears throat> bluntly they should have taken care of years ago should have right. never happened so right the first two bills the 10 million dollar ones that essentially would solve it if you can't grow your ira past 10 million dollars well that kind of solves the peter Thiel issue right all these other ones have severe collateral damage so can't emphasize it enough go to handsoffmyira.com and voice your opinion voice your displeasure Yep. That's, that's great. That's a, that's a good resource. Um, you mentioned something about really kind of what we would call no self dealing, right? Can you dive into that a little bit for somebody, let's say that opens an account with you guys, what are they, what are they limited to investing in? Yeah. So I can invest in your deal because you're not my father, you're not my son, my grandfather, you know, you're not a lineal, lineal ascendant or descendant. So when we look at when we talk to our clients about all the great things we can do with the IRA, we have to touch on people restrictions and transaction restrictions. Investment restrictions are simple. My IRA can't purchase life insurance contracts or collectibles, you know, baseball cards, alcohol, paintings, et cetera, classic cars. They don't have a hard appraised value. It's more sentimental. Uh, right. But when we talk about people restrictions, we're specifically talking about IRS dictating or saying that there are people who are disqualified from the IRA. And the short version, layman's version is the disqualified persons are 
you, the account holder, your spouse, lineal ascendants, lineal descendants, their spouses and companies they own, control, manage, or are highly compensated by. They can't do what are called prohibited transactions, can't buy, sell, trade, loan, extend a service or receive a direct or indirect benefit. What does that mean? I can't purchase with my IRA a house up in Austin, Texas, because my son's going to the University of Texas. I can't purchase a home in my IRA and let my son live in it. I can't let my son live there even if he's got roommates that are paying the rent. He's a disqualified person in my IRA. He's receiving direct benefit from that. So I can't buy a home with my IRA and live in it, nor can any other disqualified person. I can't rent that IRA-owned property to another disqualified person. So you just got to know that it's an investment vehicle. It's designed to, to benefit you in retirement. So you can't benefit today. Yours comes in retirement. So we get a lot of people that purchase property down in Rockport or Corpus Christi or Galveston. Sure. I'm going to go buy a beach house, make it an Airbnb. Well, automatically your alarm should go off that eh, they're probably going to stay in it now. So we right. got to have the conversation of, hey, you can't fix the property. You can't extend that service to it because you're disqualified. You got non-disqualified people go do the repairs. You can't go stay in it. You can't go take a week off summer vacation and go down to Corpus for the weekend or the week. That's a prohibited transaction. You can't receive that personal benefit. Your benefit comes when you're 59 and a half years of age or older and start taking the money out. So just know who you can and can't work with. You know, it's immediate family, lineal descendant, descendant, their spouses. They can't invest my IRA in a company I own or any other disqualified person owns. If you know that, that eliminates a lot of the noise and a lot of the potential issues you could have and just, you know, I don't know you. I know you enough. You know, I've vetted your deals. We have a relationship. I like the deal. I did my due diligence. I could invest in your deal because you're not disqualified to me. Right. Which makes it a perfect vehicle for, for syndications. You can't use your IRA to go flip a house that's, that's yours or do some of the other things where there's direct benefit, but you can meet other sponsors, putting together other deals and participate that way. Um, what, I want to shift gears a little bit here, Kurt, to the some of the education that you guys do, which is fantastic. And you guys put out a lot of stuff. What what do you typically focus on in you know a given quarter? What kind of events could people expect from you guys online, in person, et cetera, if they want to kind of dig in and, and learn yeah. more about this? So anytime anybody wants to know what we're doing, you just go to questtrustcompany.com, click on our events tab. We host a ton of events of our own. We do right. them virtually. We're slowly integrating in-person events again. Uh, we tried to kick off a bunch of in-person events back in August, but COVID will never go away. So we had to make an adjustment to that. We're slowly reintroducing our in-person events again, but they're, they're free, whether you're a client or a non-client. Come and network. I mean, because we don't sell investments, because we don't have offerings, we have to provide some way in which you can put your IRA to work. So for us, it's education. So right. we host webinars three, four times a week. Uh, those are taught by Quest employees, but we also bring in speakers from around the United States to educate on their particular area of expertise. So now the client knows when the Quest representative is speaking, I know what I can and can't do with my IRA. I understand how the process works. Well, maybe I went and saw at Quest, Devin give a presentation and I like what he had to say. I've had some consultations with him. I want to know more about his deals. I like the, I like the specs of the deal, I like the pro forma. I like what he's saying he's going to do. Now I can take my IRA and go invest it. So um, if you go to questtrustcompany.com, click on the events tab, you'll see everything that we have. We cover everything from the very basic IRA concepts. What is an IRA? What you can and can't do. 
all the way up to a lot more sophisticated topics like prohibited transactions, like unrelated business income tax, like inherited IRAs, you know, things like that, that um, kind of service the needs of everybody, whatever level of investor you are, we have something for you. Yeah, I love it. You guys have done an excellent job producing a lot of content, a lot of events. Kind of one last question before we wrap up here, Kurt. You talk to a lot of people. You probably see some similar themes and things in these conversations. Is there something you, you wish people knew sooner that you would maybe like to share here with a, with a broader audience? I think the thing for me that I wish I knew sooner was just the value of taking action, you know, and, and I didn't have to know what the outcome was going to be. That kind of uh, analysis paralysis can kick yes. in for us. Um, but I, I think you have to understand that there is risk involved with any investment, any big or small. There's risk yep. in doing a wholesale deal, just like there's risk in doing a multi-million dollar commercial investment. So know your numbers, know the deal. I operate on like, trust, and respect. I want to work with people and companies that I like, trust, and respect. And I have my own personal vetting process for that. I have my own personal risk tolerance and what I think is a good deal and a bad deal for me. So you have to establish that first. What is your end goal and how can you get there? Investing with a self-directed IRA, a Roth IRA, whatever that looks like should be a component of your overall wealth building strategy. Um, I think that if you can do it with your own personal finances and benefit today, fabulous, do that. Do a couple of deals a year inside the IRA. That way you've got a bigger bucket of money waiting for you in retirement. So I think the biggest thing is take action, vet your deals, get yourself educated as possible. But there comes a point in time when you got to take the leap and you're only going to know what the other side looks like when you take that leap. So that would be my biggest uh, piece of encouragement to people is take action and take the leap. I love it. Great points. Well, we'll link to Quest in the show notes. People can click through to that, get a lot more information about uh, the company, about what Self-Directed IRA does. Thank you, Kurt, for jumping on. This is really insightful. And I would encourage those listening, if you don't have an account already, get on the phone with Quest, have that consultation and learn more about that because it's a really, really powerful tool that, that we can use in this business. Kurt, thanks so much. I enjoyed it, sir. David, thank you, sir. Thanks for having me and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Take care. Thanks, man. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. I hope you found that educational, entertaining, inspiring, all of the above. If you are interested in seeing future DJE investment projects and you are not already on our list and in our portal, uh, you can go to the website, djetexas.com. There's a little button there to schedule a 15-minute call with our team, answer any questions you have, and make sure you get on that list to see that next project that comes out. Also, if you're interested in being uh, an investor that runs these deals, we've got a free seven-module course for you at apartmenteducators.com. Uh, a lot of great free content there to ramp up your education in the multifamily investing space. Once again, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We always appreciate a five-star review. That helps the reach of the show. That's one way you can give back if you enjoyed it. And we'll see you on the next one. Take care. Thank you for listening to the DJE Podcast. For more information, please go to djetexas.com.